Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your hosts, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. This week, the Emperor is back with all new clothes as we dive into the Emperor's Demise event and talk about this week's community updates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk. And with me, as always, is Wink. How are you doing, Wink? I'm doing pretty awesome. How about you? Not too bad. I'm about to uh, take my first bit of vacation since the Super Bowl, so uh, it'll be nice to get some days off work here this weekend. Oh, yeah, no kidding. That'll be a lot of fun. Where'd you say you were going again? Going up to Prescott Valley and up here in Arizona, so it's about 20 degrees, 30 degrees colder, so it won't beat the heat finally. Very nice. Doesn't sound too bad at all. Kind of jealous. Yeah, it'll be nice. Going up to the family cabin. It'll be sweet. Cool. Well, hope you have a good time. Try to, you know. (laughs) Big week, huh? Yes. uh, There seems like there was a little bit of news that came out uh, yesterday and some, well, pretty cool stuff that happened today, I thought. What do you think about right out. everything? I think it's awesome. I also think it's funny. It kind of just came out of left field, too. It really did. It was kind of bizarre. Uh, I think everybody was expecting the raid to really be the next thing that came out, and instead we got surprised with all this, um, which I'm certainly not complaining. I kind of do wonder, though, if this was maybe a little bit of a attention detour or... Yeah, distraction, I should say, uh, from the exactly. fact that maybe the raid's not quite ready yet, or something along those lines. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe, maybe that'd have been the case, but I don't think it can push it back too far. So, even if it's not, doesn't end up coming in August, it'll probably be here in the first couple weeks of next month. But I'm still shooting for the 24th, so next week. That's still my guess. Yeah. I think they're going to barrage us with all this cool stuff, try to make us forget about uh, the last month and remember that they know what they're doing, hopefully, and that we can have fun with this game still. Yep, I agree. So, so far, so good. They definitely did a lot of nice things in uh, this community update that we got two days early, actually. We got it, what, yesterday? Usually goes out on Friday. Yep, it was perfect since we had to record, you know, on Thursday. Worked out nice. Yeah. It was kind of a pleasant surprise. And not to mention, after I whiffed saying they were going to put out so much information on last week's community update, and then they didn't even actually do one. So I felt felt pretty bad not seeing anything. And then to get a bunch of good information and even an event this week, is uh was very nice after oh, yeah. three weeks of basically nothing so no doubt well there's a lot so to we talk go about over yeah we're both excited <laughs> to talk about for it. sure yeah so the first thing we want to go over here before we hit the main meat of things that have gone on this week is some of the smaller well i say smaller but some of these things are still pretty huge but uh, no go with community update here. Yeah, exactly. See, these are things that people have talked about once we found out. 
about mods, and that has to do with the cantina energy. So yesterday we found out that every day at noon, they will be giving out 45 free cantina energy. Now it doesn't go on the 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock energy refreshes, but I'm not going to get mad about that. I'm just going to be happy that they're giving us 45 free ones when we weren't getting any before, you know? I was really kind of surprised that they did this, but I'm I'm pretty stoked. This is awesome. I think it's a really good move by them. Yeah, it was another one of those things that just kind of happened. No one saw it coming. No one thought it would happen, and there it was. Yep. Just kind of immediately implemented there, so I, I'm all about it. And then and the other thing... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say... We're about to get to the next point, but even if they would have done just redoing the energy refresh costs, I would have been perfectly happy, you know, even without the free energy. So the free energy is definitely a, just a big, nice bonus. Yeah, added bonus to what the next point was, which was new Cantina energy refresh costs. So this is a this is another huge one, right? Because it used to ramp up way quick when you bought energy refreshes for Cantina. Like if it was 100, 200, 400, 800, and that was it. That's what you got. And then they went in with this update yesterday and made it so it's now 100, 100, 200, 200. So you never even, well, does it go past the second 200 or is that all you can do? Um, that I don't know. Honestly, I didn't know that there was a second 200. I thought there were just two 100s, a 200, 400. I didn't look that far into it. Now, as far as I've seen posted by people is that, uh, there's two 100s and two 200s. That's awesome. So, even better. So that'll be really nice, especially when those double weekends come. That'll make them even even better <laughs> oh yeah i have to make sure i have what 700 or no 500 energy saved up for when that happens yeah we were talking about uh in guild chat how uh wouldn't it just be perfect if somehow they announced that this weekend was a double weekend so everyone could farm their uh rebels with their double energy yeah no kidding off their new prices they put out and just make the world happy they'd be I know I'd be stoked. Actually, I wouldn't because I'm going to be gone all this weekend. But (laughs) for everyone else, that would be awesome. I actually meant 600. I can't do math tonight. I'm brain dead. But yeah. uh, I don't have my calculator in front of me, so I didn't even (laughs) know to correct you. Yeah, well, I didn't (laughs) want everyone else to think I'm an idiot. But uh, I got you. Yeah, I I was super excited because I... I've been doing, you know, the 1 and 200 uh, crystal refreshes, and I was waiting the day that they changed this, and I had done my 100, waited to do the 200, and then by the time I got around to doing my next one, they had changed it to where it's another 100, so I basically saved 100 crystals. I was pretty happy. Yeah, that's a nice... Uh surprise not not knowing you were waiting for that you yep. got it inadvertently <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty sweet 
so yeah, Cantina energy for everyone, and it's gonna be nice. Especially since now we split it with mods, you can split yep. it yourself for cheaper, or you can go hard after those character shards. So I've actually gone back to doing a little bit of uh, character shard farming. Been trying to get Lando, so. Yep, he's a uh, he's a good one. Yep, like. Him. Another one. The next note we had here was something I wanted to bring up just because we talk about it in Guild Chat a lot. There's a lot of times when these updates come out and their update notes or the community update comes out. It's only on the forums, and I think we talked about this on the podcast last week too. But uh, there's never anything in game about these things, so the people that never check the forums never know about them. Mm-hmm. But they added a new thing, so now every time that there's updates or community up update notes or community updates there will be a note in the news section that pops up when you play the game so anyone that didn't know it was there or doesn't check the forums will know it's there now and they can just click on there and go read it so I thought that was pretty nice yeah that's a really good idea like you said that was something we kind of mentioned a week or two ago and I think that's that definitely helps a lot of people Especially, like you said, the people that don't really get on the forums to begin with, at least now they'll be notified to say, hey, you should at least check this and see if there's anything that you may find interesting. But. Yeah, because there'll always be those people that just don't care to read it and never worry about it. But for those that are don't ever check the forums but would like to read that information, boom, it's right there at your fingertips now. So. Yep. It's a nice change. Even it's just a tiny thing, you know, but another thing we talked about wanting, kind of like the canteen energy, and there it is now. So that's cool. A couple uh, character updates that I didn't see coming either, but uh, pretty nice. Cad Bane, they uh, updated his basic damage. Now it's 25% stronger, so that's, uh, that's pretty big, I think. That's huge. I mean, it's not a huge number, but... I, I don't know. He, I he does think this. It is. It's for a character that was mediocre. I mean, pretty mediocre. That's going to be pretty significant. I mean, if, it'll at least make him, uh, you know, a, a lot more viable than he used to be. I think. Absolutely, and add the fact that he doesn't necessarily only hit once each time, and he can go multiple times. That'll definitely. Add up on the damage there, so that's good. Yep. And I, I assume it says the basic damage. I assume that's the amount of damage before, like the percentage bonuses on, you know, the uh, ability upgrades. And if that's the case, then it's going to be quite a bit more than twenty five percent at the end. You know. Oh yeah, with all the modifiers that yep. once you've leveled them up. Yeah. Definitely. There's, this one actually makes me wish I had gone into Mace a little bit, thinking maybe that this will help him become a lot better. And I know they already had reworked him a little bit, but they just keep working on him. And they added basic damage, he got 15%. His special damage, he got 10%. But they changed it so that his special ability that exposes people can't be resisted anymore. So basically, anytime Mace uses that ability that person's going to be exposed. Yeah. Actually, that's not how Mace works. At the beginning of his turn, someone is exposed. 
Oh, really? But it was being resisted all the time. So someone will be exposed at the beginning of the turn every time now, and you can choose to attack that person or whoever you were going to go after. So just hope it lands on the one you were planning to attack. Yeah. But it can't be resisted now, so that's pretty awesome, I'd say. Do you know how long his expose lasts for? I think it's just the one turn. Is it? And I think it's just his turn, as far as I remember. Okay, interesting. So, but... Yeah, he. I had, I had him on my old alt account, the one that I gave up. I was talking about with the Night Sisters, but he, at low level, was awesome with that expose when it would hit and wasn't resisted because you could just go after whoever it was, and at low level, he was wiping them out. Yeah. So, I, I like him. I think I'm gonna, at some point, go after him. <laughs> I don't know how quick that's gonna be, but I like these changes. Yep. And I really like this next one, too. Kit Fisto, a guy everyone kind of just assumes is not that great. I'm he... s- I like this a lot. He's a guy that I've talked about before that I kind of liked or thought might be good for the raids. And uh, mm-hmm. the fact that they now made his potency up trigger 100% of the time, I think it's going to make him incredibly useful in a lot of different ways. Yeah, because I think when we talked about it, we were talking about how his potency up would be awesome, but it doesn't ever really hit. Yep. So now if it's got a 100% chance, you've got a bit much better utility out of him that way. And then on top of that, they added 15% to his basic and 10 to his special for damage. So he's, his da- overall damage goes up too. And then on top of that, he used to have two spots on his upgrades for adding 15% potency to his potency up chance. But since it's 100% now, they don't really need those anymore. They'd be redundant. So they changed those to 15% damage on each one. So now he's going to get 30% more damage overall for that. So that just adds even more damage for him. Nice. Yeah, looks good. My buddy Richie, he uh, runs Kipfisto in his arena team, so I'm going to have to see how he does now. He did it before these changes, so... I bet he's really I want to see how bad he's... Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think he has mace, too, so... That might uh, be two big uh, bumps for him. Cool. Just want to mention this one, too. Commander Cody also got changed a little. Sounds... Some pretty big cooldown changes for him. His ATTE Mass Driver Cannon cooldown went from 6 to 5. And the 212th attack, which is the one that calls in all the clones to attack, that one went from 8 to 6. So that's a whole quarter of the uh, cooldown got taken off on that. That's that's still a hell of a cooldown, though. Six turns is quite a while. Oh, yeah. it's it, The odds of you hitting it twice means you're going a long time in, in Arena, at least. But if you're using him in Galactic War... And you gotta, you're gonna be using it a lot more throughout your whole thing. Yeah, that's true, for sure. And as a leader ability increased from five percent to thirty-five percent defense for each living clone. So, thirty more defense added from his to his leader ability. So that's pretty significant. So I'll have to ask Giggles what uh, how that did for him. Oh yeah, I know he's running him. This one I think is kind of funny. Have you, before this update, had you 
fought any Grievouses? Grievous? <laughs> General Grievous? Yes, I have a couple of times. Uh, I don't think I'd ever noticed the lightsaber issue, though. Oh, man. I fought him about a week ago, and he didn't have lightsabers. It was just his two ha- four hands out there. So just imagine Grievous standing there making lightsaber moves with his hands, but no lightsabers. <laughs> nice. So it looked like he was playing, like, you know, when you play the air guitar, he was playing air lightsabers, but somehow it's still hitting you. It was <laughs> hilarious. I, I, kept, I kept watching him do it, and he does that move where he kind of does the, the sawmills, where they're spinning around as he goes in and does the AoE attack. Yep. He's just kind of flailing his arms in circles like he's trying to blow you down with the wind. It's hilarious. That's awesome. But I guess we we won't see that anymore. They so, fixed it. Uh, has he always been like that, or was that something that got screwed up in a previous update? Yeah, it got screwed up about a month ago, probably. Oh, okay. So it wasn't always like that, gotcha. but that was a more recent thing. Okay, cool. So I wanted to ask you to tell us about these depth mark and stealth changes for the raid. I know they kind of did some different stuff there, or fixed some bugs there. Yeah. Um, was it you that said you saw those today? Yeah. The changes? Um, whenever I ran phase one today, uh, I ran Tebow lead with Qui-Gon, Phasma, Ray, and Geno's and Soldier. And I know before it didn't really matter what the deal was. If they were death marked, they would get attacked, which made sense. I didn't realize it was a bug until I seen this and then did the raid today and I think it was oh Qui-Gon that had the death mark put on him and then he went and he gained stealth and then the very next turn the captain attacked somebody that wasn't stealth. Um hmm. so basically if they're stealth if you're I guess if your entire team isn't stealth, you know, uh, then they'll yeah. attack uh, whoever whoever they uh, normally would. But nice. Uh, so they they just skip the death mark person because he's stealth and go to someone that's not stealth. That's that's basically what I'm trying to say. It's not coming out, but yeah, exactly. And. <laughs> You know, like I said, also, if everybody's stealth, they'll still attack the person with death mark. You know, it doesn't affect it on that front, but uh, it was a nice change to see because, I mean, that's kind of the idea of stealth is, you know, if they're stealth, shouldn't be able to find them, so. Uh, There's a second part to that, too, though, isn't there? um, So now they changed it so that if they got death marked and then they go stealth, the death mark goes away. That I did not notice. Um, I don't know that they did that in this patch because I've been running Leia in Phase 1 on my B account, and anytime she had Deathmark and you went stealth, it disappeared. So I think it's been happening, but I think they just announced it. And maybe they just didn't want to fix it, or maybe it was working the way they wanted to, but no one knew about it. But yeah, if you are... Like, it, let's say... Leia gets death marked, and then the next turn you do stealth. Well, death mark's gone then. So, interesting. Pretty nice. 
So I'm just saying, I was thinking also, you know, let's say your Kaigon got hit with a death mark, and then his next turn, Tebow's lead stealth him, then the death mark would be gone too. So, two ways there with these new fixes that can really help your team in phase one. Yeah, that that particular part I didn't really notice, but I did notice that, you know, if some somebody stealth. I don't know. I, I could have swore that uh, I had somebody death mark that gained stealth and kept the death mark. And then they attacked someone <laughs> well, else. Well, if that's the case, then they uh, reversed from what they were and announced it opposite of what it is. I, I could uh, I could be wrong. I don't remember exactly what I said in Guild Chat. I have to go back and check. You know, that was this morning <laughs> when that happened. You know, I've spent a few hours since then, but... But, yeah, yeah, for sure. But it definitely does operate different, no question. Makes sense. Well, that's good. Cool. The other part to that, the last thing, is last week we were talking about the credit heist and how we were talking about how they stealthily made it harder. Yep. Not really, but just added more bosses to the levels. Well, apparently that was a bug and wasn't meant to happen, and they fixed it now, so... Shouldn't be seeing extra characters that weren't intended to be there in phases two and three next time it comes up, which apparently, according to the Australians, will be tomorrow. Woohoo! So, so basically, yeah, more when people money. are listening to this, there's a chance that they could have a credit heist out there waiting on them. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Totally. Well, you want to announce... Uh, Tell everyone what the big announcement was this week. Uh, well, basically, as most of you probably know, the new event uh, that's kind of going to be our main topic for the day is what was it? The Emperor's Demise event. Um, yep. We talked, what was it, a week or two ago? There was some information that came out from EA Jesse saying that you're going to want to farm Rebels. Uh, yep, that was about two and a half weeks ago that podcast came out. And we are kind of wondering exactly what that would be. And then there was some talk about it being the Empire Assault thing coming back. Mm. Um, ended up not being that. Instead, it was more of a Yoda-esque event that gave Emperor Something Palpatine. even better. Yes. <laughs> I, I love this as a way of getting characters. I think it's a good idea. I mean, it's. I know there are a lot of people that are kind of upset because uh, they don't quite have the Rebels. In fact, we're about to talk about how many people there are that fall in that category. But uh, I, I think it's awesome. Um, I know I wasn't able to finish the um, Empire Assault. Last time it was here, and that was about the time that I started farming Rebels. So, I was really excited nice. that that actually paid off. You know, since then I've farmed Hoth Rebel Scout and Leia. Um, I feel like there's someone else, I don't remember for sure. But, no, that was it. But, mm-hmm. maxed those out and finished gearing up a couple characters and paid off. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more here shortly. Um, one thing you may have noticed is on the forums, we put up our poll this week. Rather than just doing it in the guild like we normally do, 
We actually got 486 responses this time. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, well, you put it up Tuesday? Uh, yes, I believe it was Tuesday morning, right after we heard about the event. Yep, so in two days, two and a half days, we got 486 responses. I, I'd say that worked out pretty well. Definitely gave us a good spread here on what the numbers are. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest though. You don't have, uh, I mean, it's a good sample size, so we can actually kind of look at these numbers and get a little bit out of it. Uh, well, yep. as some of y'all may have seen in the poll, um, we had five different choices. We had five seven-star Rebels. Well, but we'll start with the question. Where are you at with your Rebel farming was our question. And then the possible responses were, you have five seven-stars, five six-stars, five five-stars, or you haven't started farming Rebels, or you're just kind of all over the place. Well, uh, the all-over-the-place answer was the one with the, you know, was the most selected answer at 30.4% of people. That's a pretty significant number of people, I thought. Yeah, it's... I think that it is kind of the way most people are, obviously, with the numbers here, but I had... I have Leia and Han, Stormtrooper Han, at level... at seven stars, and then after that, I just kind of had different people that I'd gotten over time like Lobot I have at three stars and Akbar I was farming for a little while so I have him at four stars and Hoth Rebel Soldier I did for a while before the Jawa came out and he's at five stars so it's like at different times I was going after different things but never like gung-ho going for rebels you know so I kind of figured that there are probably a lot of people that had characters unlocked at different points and maybe some at seven stars, but yeah, it seems a lot of people were probably in the same boat as me. Yeah, for sure. And then there was another almost 18% that said they hadn't even started on farming them yet. Uh, that was the third most popular answer. And there was, a and that's s- go ahead. I say with that answer, it's kind of could, it could kind of mix in with the all over the place. Right. Cause yeah, the way, the way it is, we've worded it is, you know, all over the place, and you haven't started farming. So, for me, I am all over the place, and I haven't started farming. So, yeah, I, some of those people might have been on there. As far as like, if you've started farming, but you're still just kind of a little bit scattered with how that farming's going, versus people that just really haven't put any effort into rebels at all. Yep. Well, there's definitely a reason to have the two choices because yep. there's some people that farm certain people that are rebels not straight up rebels but some of them yeah. and then some that just didn't go after any at all yep. good so. point um, and then there was surprisingly 22% that had 5 7 star rebels um, and the total percentage of people that were actually able to unlock Emperor Palpatine which is you know 5, five stars or higher was 52% um, so, basically, uh, the majority of people, I mean, slightly over 50%, mm-hmm. but still the majority, were actually able to unlock him. So, I think that's that's 
definitely a good thing. I'll be curious if we start seeing any emperors in the arena or anything of that sort. Well, you know all those people that had Empire teams are probably going to try them out now. Oh, yeah, for sure. will definitely be able to, to help them out, and we'll talk about those abilities later on. But, yeah, he'll definitely eke in some ways in certain teams, I think. So. Yep, I kind of agree with you. Cool. Well, uh, the well, next thing we are going to talk about was kind of just getting you prepared for the event. Uh, we're going to kind of talk about just go through some of the rebels, some of the ones we like, um, easy ones to farm, maybe the quicker ones to farm versus some of the ones that maybe you should wait on if you're trying to do this event or get someone that's close, you know, because we've got 11 days from now, uh, probably 10 days once you hear this, to actually finish this event and try to get him unlocked because we have no idea when this thing will be back. Yeah, it says very rare event, but you never know. It could just be marketing, try to get you to spend as much as you can trying to get him this 11 days and then... He comes back in a month, or maybe he comes back in two months. You know, we get a Yoda event without him, and then he comes back. Who knows? We don't know. But it does say very rare, whether you take that at its word or marketing, whatever. We have no idea when it comes back. So trying to get them as best you can and however you see fit, these are some good ideas and who they are and where they are. So, Yep. Cool. Uh well, um, kind of a quick list of the rebels and places you can get them at. Uh, Akbar Arena. You got Biggs from Galactic War. Han Solo from the Raids. You have Hoth Rebel Scout from Cantina. And also some hard nodes. Hoth Rebel Soldier, which is hard node only. I think he has two hard nodes. That's that's a pretty yeah. tough farm, I think. Uh, I saw a picture on Reddit of someone just wanting to uh, pat himself on the back because he had worked really hard on uh, getting a Hoth Rebel soldier to seven stars, and wow. I've never seen that before. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, I am impressed yeah. that you stuck with that. Yeah, that's some dedication, especially for a character that doesn't look like he'd be very good, but... Who knows? Yeah. Then uh, then we got Lando from the Cantina Nodes. That's the only place to get him. I think he has a 8 energy and a 12 energy. Uh, Lob- Lobot is hard nodes only. Uh, Luke you can get from Cantina and the Guild Shipments. Uh, Princess Leia Arena. Stormtrooper Han Arena. And then Wedge, not really anywhere to be found currently. So you either have so him or one, you don't. Yeah, I'll say on that one, that one's one to watch because I yeah. personally think that he's going to go free to play at the end of the month. Now, where he goes, I don't know. But yeah. I'm hoping he'll go to Galactic War and then he can just chill in there with Biggs and people can work those two synergy out. 
Yeah, I think he'll go somewhere a little bit harder to farm than Galactic War, but I certainly wouldn't complain about him going to Galactic War. Yeah, my only reason saying that one is it's been a while for someone to go there, and that's the place I really want him to go. (laughs) Fair enough. Agree with you there. (laughs) Why don't we talk about the easiest to farm here first? All right. Before we talk about the best. Yep, sounds good. So the easiest to farm, I think is Biggs. Agreed. You get 15 shards. Well, okay. I say 15 shards a day. You can get up to 15 shards a day. But that all depends on if you're beating Galactic War every day. So, yeah. the very least, you can get 10 a day. Well, not the very least. If you're able to get to, like, node 11, you'll probably be able to get 10 shards a day for him from Galactic War. If you can finish it every day, you'll get 15. If you're able to finish it every day, Biggs is a really easy farm. So, I'd say he's pretty easy. Another easy one. I'd say there's probably also quite a few people that have uh, Galactic War currency saved up. I've heard of a lot of people that, you know, just don't spend it. They got the characters they want, and then they just kind of hold on to it. So, if you've been holding on to it and you need one more rebel, Biggs might be your guy because you could... If you have some stored up, you could get 20 a day pretty easy, and that's a pretty quick farm. Yeah, definitely, because if you don't have him already and he's the, and there's just one more you need, well, that one's the one you can grab for sure. Yep. Because he is not too hard, and overall he's a pretty good character, and if, we, if Wedge did go free, pairing him up with him is a huge boost to him. So. Yeah. And by on his own, he's not bad either, but just kind of middle of the road by himself. So, other easy ones, probably the arena ones, the three arena ones. I mean, you know how long it's going to take. Yep. Depending on where you rank in the arena, but there's three of them there. You can pick whichever one you want, and that's just a pretty safe bet on farming. And the other one, another easy one. Lando has an eight energy cantina node, and so does Luke Skywalker. And if you did Luke Skywalker, you could double up on guild shipments too. Yep. So and not only are you making fast shards in the cantina, but you can also grab them from the guild shipments whenever they pop up there. Yep, and that extra 100, inter- or 100 crystal refresh definitely helps with trying to get Lando or Luke. Um, Absolutely. I was going to say, on the arena characters, the bad thing about there is two of the best uh, characters, you know, being in that arena shipments, that that I think is the uh, biggest problem with this. Like, you kind of have to pick one or the other and go with them. Yeah, that's... It's a pretty long farm for Rebels from the start, too. Like, I have Leia and Akbar at seven stars on my B account, but I did them alternating the whole way up to seven stars. So I got one. I unlocked one, then I unlocked the other. I unlocked... I went to the next star on one, and then I went to the next one and went to the next star with them and just back and forth, so... Okay, if you kind of can take a while depending on how you do it, but if you had to choose between uh, Admiral Akbar, Stormtrooper Han, and Leia, who would you pick? If you could, if you didn't have, 
any of the three and you had to start farming one, you could only do one, who would you pick for a rebel team? Are you just farming them for overall use or for a rebel team? For a rebel team. Then I'd probably go Akbar first. Okay. For his lead. Yep, I agree. So. Yep. So those are kind of the easier ones. Han Solo, probably the hardest. Well, yeah, yeah. probably the hardest. Yep. Heroic raids, depending on where you're hitting in the raid, how many shards you get. And then Hoth Rebel Soldier, who you probably don't want anyway, all hard nodes. And then Lobot, all hard nodes. Lobot's pretty good. Probably a good one to have, even though he's all hards, because he has a dispel just like Akbar, so he's pretty useful, and he's really good for droid teams. So, on top of being a rebel team, if you have a droid team, having Lobot can really help you too. So, uh, I like Hoth Rebel Scout a lot too, because if you're farming Lando or Luke, you're getting, you know, that Cantina currency, so you could be working on Hoth Rebel Scout, and like we kind of discussed in a previous podcast. Uh, Hoth Rebel Scout's awesome for Galactic War. Like, Rebel teams are awesome in Galactic War, so hard to go wrong Yeah, his there. overall utility is is great yep. so for anything, so he's not a bad one to grab. And he's the only one, only Rebel in Cantina shipment, so if, if you're trying to go all Rebel in all areas of the game right now, or you're going to start, he's your Cantina shipment, so... That's where that's at. You won't regret it either. So now, some of the best Rebels to use overall. Damage-wise, probably the best one you get in there is Leia. And in my opinion, and I know that other people might refute this, but I think Luke Skywalker is up there too. You get the... If you add offense to him, he's, he hits pretty hard. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to get that offense up on him. It seems like, I mean, I, yeah. I guess, on my team, I have him with all offense. Well, yeah, all offense uh, mods, I believe. Are offense the one you need four, or uh, is it just two? No, I believe you need four for offense. Yeah, then I have the four offense on him, and then two crit. I don't know. I have offense on him, and it, it does a lot for him. Yeah. Nice. Another one, you got Hoth Rebel Scout for his stun and his turn meter gain. And another thing about Luke is he also has a stun. So yep. and a slow. Another good thing use, with him. Uh, I, th- I think his slow requires Omegas, but... Yeah. Another slow, so that's good. Who else you got? Uh... Another one we got, Storm Stormtrooper Han, that taunt, which, you know, gives 30% turn meter as well as he gives turn meter every time he takes damage. So, I mean, Han's awesome because if you got Akbar lead, he taunts, he gives turn meter, and you have a rebel attacking. Um, so Han's pretty awesome. Plus utility overall is just great i mean you can stick him in a ton of teams you probably see him everywhere in arena like i do he's uh, in my arena team yeah <laughs> and he's uh, good for that turn meter for he, sure he was one of the more common characters if i recall correctly from last week's podcast in, yep. uh, in arena and then lando is 
as we've been seeing lately, he seems to be pretty dang good. He's got good damage, and the way that special kind of compounds with itself if you're getting criticals, he's, he's a pretty good one to go for. Plus, his leader ability, you know, gives speed. I don't remember exactly how much, but I believe it gives speed and increased crit chance. So that's hard to go wrong with those things. Definitely. And the other one we didn't mention there was Admiral Akbar, just for his all-around utility. He's got his debuff that also heals. He's got the his special. I don't remember the name of it. Tactical genius. Where, yes, tactical genius, where you can you get heals and then you gain a hundred percent turn meter. So. Yep. On a special use. So that's another huge thing for him. And then on top of that, his leader ability is is great for rebels. His leader so. ability is amazing. He, I mean, if you have a rebel team, like, it's it's so hard to go wrong with Akbar. Yeah, so we were, another section we had here on rebels that we wanted to talk about was the best leader. And Admiral Akbar, when he, with his lead, anytime anyone uses a non-attacking um, ability, that's the word. Yep. So use a non-attacking ability, another rebel will be called to assist. And Lando, you're saying speed and crit chance, two very good ones. Another one that uh, I had to add in there, because he kind of always gets overlooked, is Wedge, which is why he's kind of becoming higher up with the people that have him. His leader ability is that rebel allies have a 30%... Rebel allies have 30% offense, recover 15% of their max health and 10% turn meter on critical hit, and recover 25% of their max health whenever they defeat an enemy. Wow. So he's nothing to snuff at either. No, that's pretty good. 30% offense, a lot of uh, health return and turn meter. So he's got a good leader ability there too. So if he does go to -to free-to-play... Or if he goes chromium or something, working out how to get him for yourself, he's a good one to have. And especially if you have bigs, because those two have that new synergy yep. that works really well. So Cool. Yep, those are the Rebels, and they're not hard to find. They're out there, and uh, if you haven't gone after them already, now's a good time. Good time as ever. And... We don't know when this event will come back, but regardless of when it does, you'll still have good rebels. So using a rebel team in arena, depending on how you make it, or like you said, in Galactic War, just different things. They're good things to farm regardless. So look into it. If you haven't, you'll probably like it. Yep. No question. Well, um, so... What do we need all these rebels for anyway? Why why are we even talking about that? Oh, that's right. What? The Emperor event. Heck yeah. So, how far did you make it? I made it to tier... I beat tier 3 on my main account. Just like I said, I had that mishmash of rebels on that account. But on my B account... I started when I started that account I decided I was gonna do all rebels and excuse me, whoa. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> but I was gonna do rebels from the start, so the that account has three seven stars, 
a six star and a five star. So on that account, I got all the way through five. And nice. I'm hoping by the end of the event, I can get the last 40 Lando shards I need to get him to six star. And hopefully I'll have him at least six star unlocked before the end of the event. Cool. So that's where I got. Sounds like a pretty good you? plan. Uh, I made it all the way through. Um, I, like we've discussed before, I have a my rebel team's almost completely maxed as far as gear. Uh, I used Admiral Akbar with Hoth Rebel Scout, Stormtrooper Han, Leia, and Luke. Uh, Luke's the only one that's not maxed, and he's still gear nine, I believe. And I basically autoed the whole thing. And even in Tier 7, the only character that lost all of their protection was Stormtrooper Han. And like I said, I had it on auto. I thought it was really easy for my team. Uh, What did you think Mm -hmm. as far as difficulty goes, and what team did you use? So as far as difficulty goes, I don't think it was too crazy. But all my guys are leveled up 72 and gear... Seven and eight, mishmash in there, seven and eight. So they went through it pretty easy, sliced it like butter. But I I don't know, I just think, I don't think it was too easy. I mean, it was pretty easy, but I think it's right where it needs to be. I don't think it needs to be drawn out any more than it is. This is what they released it as, right? And if to change it now would not be fair to everyone else, so... It might I be agree. a little easy, but if it, people are trying that hard with the, the difficulty comes in getting the rebels right, I so to go agree in there and the, to not beat it in a certain amount of time or to not be able to beat it would be really annoying. So I think it's right where it needs to be, and I think uh, it wasn't too crazy, but they didn't all get one shot. So there was a little bit of strategy in there if you wanted to do it, and yeah, that was all right. I liked it. I'm, and I used uh, your what? I was gonna say I'm 100 percent with you. I, I mean, I think getting the rebels is the hard part. Uh, I I like the way they set it up and yeah. And on Reddit already this today, Capgasp has said that there are no plans to change it or tune it. Yep. So he said he's not in control of that, but nothing's been said about it, and he doesn't think anything will be because this is the way that they wanted it after their testing. So He said they tested pretty extensively, and that was kind of a decision they made, was to make it to where it wasn't too terribly difficult. So I'm sure that made mm-hmm. a lot of people happy, especially people that actually do have the Rebels. So Yeah, for sure. Well, um, and then... Well, like I, I say, was saying, sorry, my team... I kind of skipped over that. My team I used... Was Akbar, Hoth Rebel Soldier, Luke, Leia, and Lando. Did you mean Hoth Rebel Scout? I did. Okay. I don't have the soldier. Okay. <laughs> that guy's a just to clarify. Hard farm. Yeah. Yeah. I meant Scout. Okay. So. Cool. Yep. Pretty good team for it. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. What about mods? So, Did you have many mods on your characters or not? I haven't modded. Well, they're modded. I haven't played too much with mods on that account, so everyone had uh, everyone had health mods. Some of them might have 
I've only done the first three stages. Okay. But I don't have defensive mods on anyone. So people either had all health, which is the most likely case, or some might have had a crit offense. So I think Leia has crit offense mods, and I think everyone else has health. Okay. Interesting. So. Yep. But uh, someone I know unlocked him at seven stars and instantly leveled him up. So, well, uh, I was thinking we should get that guy on the podcast and have him discuss it. What do you think? Yeah, let's call him in. All right. Wink. Where are you? Hey, I'm here. Hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Uh, <laughs> well, um, gonna kind of talk about Emperor Palpatine. What I kind of think about him. Uh, like I said, I got him seven star. Um, I took him to level 60, gear seven. Uh, that was, I had a few extra credits. I could have went a little bit further, but I didn't really have the gear to push him past gear seven. Uh, nothing too difficult. Uh, gearing him up's pretty easy. Uh, there were a few gear pieces that are maybe a little bit of a longer farm. Yeah, he'll probably be. Uh, gear 8 tomorrow for me and then we'll see how gear 8 goes but um, easy. as far as I've heard he only has two raid pieces he needs to uh, I'm gonna go to swgoh.gg we've mentioned the site before we both like using mm-hmm. it quite a bit um, and to fully max his gear as correct he needs two raid gear pieces he uses 260 purple, which is not a whole lot. His, I mean, his gearing up is pretty easy compared to, well, just Chewbacca. About, <laughs> yeah, or, I mean, Chewbacca any of the eats other, purples for breakfast. Yeah, I mean, all the other Empire characters do, too. Um, I mean, no. even Jerry, uh, Vader, Tarkin, the, they all mm-hmm. use... I mean, a pretty significant amount of purples. And Palpatine, he's, he's a pretty easy gear. Um, so I got him to that point, and I'm super excited because he was the last guy I needed to go and try beat the uh, Tier 3 potency challenge for the mods. And, yeah, boy, he helped a ton with that. Uh, I lost the first time I attempted it, and I three-started the second time I tried it. Um, nice. He he works really well. That extra... I mean, the extra potency he gives. Uh, Magma Trooper, he sucks turn meter every time. Debuffs hit like crazy. I mean, the extra potency is definitely noticeable. Um, so, his leader yeah, ability sure. seems like it's really good. Um... The shock is something new. You know, it's mm-hmm. something we hadn't really seen in the game. It's a little bit different. It's almost like it, it's, I mean, basically a buff immunity with some uh, damage, depending on, you know, if Palpatine's about to go or I guess if he just Hold went. Up. So if you're listening and you don't know what shock, the debuff shock does, it doesn't allow you to gain any buffs it doesn't allow you to gain any turn meter you gain it normally turn meter with your characters but you don't gain any off of abilities yep 
And there was one other thing. No so, health. Oh, health. Yep. You can't gain health. You can't gain buffs, and you can't gain turn meter. So yes. that's what shock does to you. Yeah, should have clarified that. Uh, so, yeah, that's something that's a little bit different. And Palpatine does shock on his basic attack, the lightning strike. Um, the lightning strike. And it's nice that it's not a percentage chance to shock. It's straight up, you use this, they're shocked. Yes. For yeah, three that's, turns. that's a really good point. Yep. And uh, and then after he uses that, Palpatine gains 15% turn meter for each shocked enemy. Uh, everything we're discussing right now as far as his abilities are, if they're max level 8. Um, yeah. Just for clarification purposes. Um, and then he has an AoE that deals special damage to all enemies, and it has a 70% chance to stun them for one turn. If the enemy has shock, then they're stunned for two turns, but they lose their shock. So, that I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, stunning somebody for two turns, that's a long time two to turns, have somebody yeah, that's stunned. A, that is a long time. I mean, that's... For sure. That's, I mean... Losing one turn with a stun's frustrating, and I can't imagine losing yeah, for sure. two turns, especially with a character that's all damage. Or especially if they're slow. Oh yeah, they don't have speed. Uh huh. Think how long a two-turn taunt takes, <laughs> and then think about how long a two-turn stun would take. That is huge. Yeah, yeah, that is that's no joke. So, um, and then his third ability. Uh, let the hate flow. All allies gain offense up for two turns. And then all units lose 5% of their max health. And by all units, they literally mean everybody. Even allies, enemies, everybody loses 5% of their max health. And then Palpatine mm-hmm. recovers health that is equal to 150% the total amount lost. So whatever... Huge. Whatever that combined health was, multiply it times one and a half, and that's what Palpatine gains in health. And then, you know, uh, for each shocked enemy, Palpatine gains 50% turn meter, and he refreshes the duration of shock back to two turns. Huge. That's huge. Yeah. So all you have to have is two people shocked to gain... To go immediately again. Yep. And then on top of that, those shocked people now have it for two turns again. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, so, with the way his special abilities work, I'm going to be kind of curious to see how the AI uses him. Because I could see him being really good on offense, but defense I'm not so sure about. Because I imagine he would probably use a special first. But his specials are so much better if he would lightning strike and shock someone first. So I'm kind of curious to see exactly how that works. The first one you see in Arena should uh, give us a report. Yeah. Or I'll let you know if I see him too. Yeah. Hopefully next week that's something we'll have a little bit more information on is kind of how the AI uses them. Because I'm sure somebody's going to end up with a max... Uh, by you know a week from now, so we'll see. Uh, some already kind of discussed was his leader ability. Um, 
Empire and Sith allies gain 32% potency and max health. Jedi and rebel enemies have negative 32% potency and evasion. And then when an Empire ally inflicts a debuff, they gain 20% turn meter. When a Sith ally inflicts a debuff, they gain 20% of their max health. So that's some pretty cool synergy for these, uh, well, especially Sith characters that really didn't have, um, you know, any synergy whatsoever. Finally allows, he ties them in with the Empire characters so you can kind of create a dark side team to some extent. So that's, that's really exciting. Yep. Use for Assage or uh, Savage Oppress. Yep. Add them uh, in teams now. Is a is Assage, is she Sith? As far as I know, she is. Last okay. I saw. I couldn't remember. I thought we were talking about her not being, but I thought last time I looked she was. No, she's not. Okay. She's not. She's just Never a nice mind. sister. But, uh, okay. Yeah, but Darth Maul and Savage Oppress, both, and Darth Sidious, so he could give it to himself, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give it to his previous self, like, traveling back yeah. in time. Um, it's like, yeah, exactly. I was going to say it's like Marty hanging out with himself <laughs> back to the future. It, exactly. Uh and then he has a unique ability. Uh, at the end of each of his turns, he deals special damage to all the shocked enemies and then deals special damage to all Jedis and Rebels. Yeah, so even more damage onto shocked people. Yep. The only Just thing adding up. with that unique, though, it will not defeat enemies. It can take them down to one health, but it will not defeat them. So. Yep. <laughs> Which all it would take was a well-timed AOE, and you're good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Too shy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, another thing is, so that heal that he has is pretty awesome. Kind of made me think, I wonder if you're better off going with, like, the health percentage mods with him rather than the uh, protection mods. I know... You know, what is it, like 6% health versus, you know, say like 24% protection. I know you get more with protection, but I don't know, increasing the amount of health that he can actually gain back might not be a bad way to go. His uh, his total is 14,000 health and 10,000 protection, and that's maxed at gear 10, so... Yeah, see, I'd look at him the same way I look at Barris's lead, is putting as much health, not protection, on Barris as you can because her ability pulls off her protection or her health number, right? So you yep. want those health mods, not necessarily protection mods, even though they both help you from being killed. Yeah, get putting the health ones on there actually make her abilities even stronger. So I'm with you. That might actually help him be even stronger. For sure. So. Well. Yeah. There's one thing I can say about it for sure is that I only have him at level 61, gear 4. 
and five star, he actually hits pretty well too. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like the numbers I was getting from him were surprising me. Yep. So pretty nice that way. And then throwing all his extra damage from all the other things that he does. I'd say it's pretty strong. Yeah. So. I agree. Uh, I'll try getting pushed a little bit further. Maybe try getting to gear nine by next week and maybe throw him in arena a little bit, see what he does. And we'll, uh, we'll report back, see what we can find. See if either one of us run into him in arena or anything of the sort. But I'm sure by next week we'll have plenty of reports and reviews on Reddit to read through and we'll have your own and have some better idea about this stuff. So Yeah, for sure. Um to be continued. Well, that covers most of our topics. Uh one other thing I wanted to mention was as most of you know, uh our podcast is up on iTunes. I was gonna say if you guys would mind going on there and giving us some reviews give us some feedback on there. Uh, hopefully some five-star reviews, but anything will help. Constructive criticism is always welcome. Uh, Definitely. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, and hopefully the likes outweigh the dislikes, and we'll be good. Yeah. But definitely uh, rate the podcast on Stitcher and iTunes, and let us know what you think. For sure. And so There's one other thing we got to get out of the way. There is. There is one last final very be, important bit of news kind of yes jerry fact number three jerry fact number and for those that have just started listening jerry is magma trooper he's just the guy that you uh he's the constant screw-up so magma trooper we had high hopes for you you weren't what we wanted so now we just call you jerry i'm not sure he's so much of a screw-up anymore now that emperor palpatine is leading him around. I think he's going to be a little bit better. But that's the problem days. with Jerry. <laughs> Jerry always needs someone else holding his hand. That That is true. That's that's a great point. So, uh, But since we're so enamored with Jerry, why don't you tell us what Jerry fact number three is? All right. So fun fact number three for Jerry. I'm not sure if you guys know this or not, but... Jerry is actually a sports fan, and um, y'all are going to be surprised to know what he's a fan of because Jerry's just so underwhelming. He's mediocre. He he never impresses you. He never does anything to to make his supporters smile, and he's a Cleveland Browns fan. Can you believe that? It makes... Perfect sense. It does, doesn't it? It's almost a little too ironic. Odds are he's been a quarterback for him. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> very possible, yes. Yes, exactly. Well, that's good to know. He'll be happy to watch his Browns go down in the preseason this week. So, yep. there it is. Well, with that, thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you next week. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.